Welcome to the Classroom Commute Podcast, a podcast for elementary teachers who want to feel inspired each week on your ride into school. I'm your host, Rachel, and my goal is to give you simple and actionable 21st century teaching strategies that you can take into your classroom to spark the love of learning in your students. You are already amazing, and together we're going places. Thanks for taking me along for the ride. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of The Classroom Commute. I'm so glad that you've decided to tune in today and allow me to spend a little time with you. If you're just jumping in for the first time today, welcome. And we are in the middle of a little mini training series all about creating author studies in your classroom. And if you've never done them before, then you're tuning in at the perfect time because I am breaking it all down for you and walking you through step-by-step how to get started. Right now, we're in part two of this mini-series, so if you have not checked out last week's episode all about how to choose an author for your author study, you might want to head there first before listening to this episode, and once you do, come on back, and we are going to talk today all about how to choose the books that you're going to be using during your author study. I explained last week that I just love doing author studies with students, especially at the elementary level, because it's one easy way to get students hooked onto reading. Even your most reluctant readers can often get behind an author study and find an author that they can call their own. And another thing that I love about them is that they can fit right in to the format that you already have going on in your classroom, whether you do departmentalizing or whether you are doing a workshop model. Author studies can really form and mold to whatever you need them to be in order to teach the standards and the skills and the curriculum that you are required to in your school district. But we're going to talk about all that a little bit later on next week where we really dive deep into the formatting of your author study. Today, we're going to talk about how to choose books for your author study. The author that you choose is likely going to have way more books than you're going to be able to cover during your author study. So you need to be a little selective and you want to make sure that the books that you do choose are the best of the best when it comes to your author and the ones that are going to really highlight those skills and the strategies that you want your students to work on. Now, before we get into book selection, let's just do a quick review of what we talked about last week when it came to choosing authors. We talked about how there are four things to consider when you're choosing your author. The first being that you want to choose an author that writes in a genre that will work best for your students and the reading goals that you have for your students. We also talked about you may need to consider choosing an author that writes in a variety of reading levels. This is going to come into play today when we talk about choosing books because if you have a class with very varying reading levels, you definitely want to make sure that you have an author that writes in varying reading levels as well. And then third, we talked about how you want to choose an author that has unique, high quality content. And by that, we mean you choose an author that does something that's special and they do it really well. Maybe they have really great illustrations that are really recognizable. Maybe they use the same characters or the same places or have the same themes throughout their books. And lastly, we talked about choosing an author that your students are going to be highly interested in. Because if you do all the work of choosing an author, if your students aren't going to be interested in it, you've done all that work for nothing. So make sure that whatever you choose, the students are going to be very highly interested in that author and that they're going to be able to connect with that author. We also talked a little bit about creating a picture book author study versus a chapter book author study. So those are just some things that you need to consider when moving into this next step, which is all about selecting the books. 
All right, you ready? We are going to dive right into how to select great books for your author study. All right, let's go. Your first step in the book selection process is deciding how many books do you need for your author study. You might be thinking, do I need five? Do I need 10? Do I need 20? So that's going to depend on a few different factors. Number one, how old are your students? If you're doing an author study with younger students, you're more likely going to choose a fewer amount of books because you're going to need to spend more time on each book. It's just going to take you longer to get through each book. For example, you might choose one book for a read aloud to teach a specific skill or strategy, and then you're going to use that same book again on another day for partner reading or for a small group setting for fluency and listening practice, and you might even use it a third time in an activity based on the book. So you've used the same book three different times, but that's okay because with younger students, they benefit a whole lot more from reading the same book over and over. Whereas older students, on the other hand, they might be able to handle getting through more books a little faster because they can read the book and complete this activity on the same day. The second question you might ask yourself is, how long do you want your author study to be? This is kind of obvious. If you have more time for an author study, you're going to be able to get through more books. But not all author studies have to be this month-long unit. Maybe you have two weeks before they go on a week-long break and you don't want to start anything big new. So an author study is a great thing that you might squeeze in right before a break that gives students something extra fun to do before their long break. And then finally, the last question that you want to ask yourself is whether you are going to be using picture books or chapter books. So taking the first two questions into account, how old are your students and how long will your author study be, if you're using picture books, I recommend somewhere between 10 to 20 books for your author study. If you have younger kids or less time, then you will probably be closer to that 10 book mark. However, if you have more time, then you might be closer to the 20 book range. I know 20 books seems like a lot, but that doesn't mean that each student is reading each book. In fact, depending on how you set up your author study, and again, we'll talk a lot more about this next week, depending on how you set it up, you might have four books that you've chosen and you're going to have four different groups of students, each group reading a different book and then getting together the whole class again and sharing something about their book. You don't necessarily have each student reading every single book that you've chosen for your author study. But don't worry, we will dive deeper into that next week. So again, 10 to 20 books, depending on how much time you have and how old your students are. Now for chapter books, we got a whole different ballgame, right? You would never read 10 to 20 chapter books by the same author, at least not as a whole class. If you're using chapter books, you have a couple other options. So one, you can break students up into small groups and have each group read a different book by your author. You can still teach the same skills and strategies as a whole class, but the students are going to apply those skills and strategies to their specific book that they're reading. That's one option for a chapter book author study. But another way that you could do this is to spread out your author study over the course of the whole year and have an ongoing read aloud of books by the same author. This is more of a passive approach to the author study, but it can definitely be meaningful. And I'm going to show you how next week when we talk about formatting your author study. Okay, once you have decided how many books you want for your author study, now you need to choose the right books. And this book selection process can be a little overwhelming, especially when you first get started. It can be hard to narrow down which ones, especially if there are so many good ones to choose from. So I've come up with a three-step process that's going to help walk you through this daunting task. And I also have a freebie for you on the website at classroomnook.com forward slash podcast 
forward slash nine, where you can download a planning sheet that will help you keep all of your notes and your ideas in one place as you begin this book selection process. So make sure you head over to the website and grab that freebie and it will be right there waiting for you. Okay, the first step of the book process selection is research. The first helpful thing to do when you're beginning your book selection process is just to explore all the book titles written by that author. Maybe not all, but a good chunk of them. And the simplest way to do this is to Google it. I always find it super helpful to go online and type in books by Chris Van Allsburg, books by Patricia Polacco into the Google search bar. And then I choose the images tab up at the top of the Google search menu. And then this will actually show me the book covers by the author. And for me, this is just easiest because then I can focus on what the cover looks like. A lot of times then I'll say, oh, I read that book or oh, I haven't seen that one before. And it just helps me to visually Think about the books that I have to choose from. You can also look to see if the author has a website where they showcase all the books that they've written. You might even be able to find a summary of each book that will help you narrow it down as well. You also want to take note as you're going through this research process of the award-winning books that that author has because those are going to be typically good choices for an author study. And with your students in mind, you're going to find those book titles that also stand out to you. So that goes back to keeping the students in interest in mind as you're going through this whole process. Look for the topics and themes that you know that are going to really engage your students. And then after you've written down a whole bunch of books that you want to check out, you're going to head to your school library, your local library, or maybe you have some in your own classroom and you're going to check them all out and put them in one place so that you have them all in front of you. And that leads us to the second step reading. This seems obvious, right? But there's a little more to it than just reading through each of the books. After you've checked out your possible selections at the library, you're going to spend some time seeing what each book has to offer and how it might fit into your unit. Now, as you're doing this, go into this process with some goals in mind. Again, if you have specific skills and strategies that you know they need or that your, your curriculum requires of you, Look for books that are going to help you teach those skills and strategies. Always begin with the standards, right? So the first thing I want you to be noticing and looking for as you're reading are what themes and main topics appear in each book. You want to write these down and hopefully as you go through the books, you'll be able to see some common themes or topics that that author includes in several of his or her books. Then take note of any skills and strategies or standards that that book is going to help you teach. Maybe you see great character development in one story, and then you can create a focus lesson or a group of lessons around character development. Maybe you have a few books that would be great for teaching visualization or making connections or any other reading strategies. If you're working with nonfiction books, pay attention to the text structures and features. Mark these down as you read through so that you can see what books might work well together. Lastly, record things that you start noticing about the characters, the story plots, or any other unique features such as illustrations or story structure and formatting. When you have all of these elements about each book in one place, it's really going to help you pick learning targets for your lessons that you're going to be teaching throughout your unit. And speaking of learning targets, the third step of your book selection process is to put it all together. Take all that research and note taking that you did in the first two steps. And now you're going to group your books into categories and learning targets. Here's what I mean. Let's say you look over your notes 
and you notice that several of the books that you've read have really strong characters or maybe even the same reoccurring character. You can create a series of lessons that teach about character traits or character development. Or maybe you want to really focus on theme in your author study. So you're going to look for books that you can put together and group together based on similar themes. Maybe your focus for your author study is going to help students use reading strategies such as making connections and visualizing and asking questions. How can the books that you've chosen support that? Remember, your author study can be molded by your curriculum and your students' needs. That's what's so great about author studies. You're going to choose books that you know your students can benefit from. And don't forget, you have that free planning sheet over on the website at classroomnook.com forward slash podcast forward slash nine that's going to help you organize all of your thoughts so that it makes it easy for you to group books into different categories. So don't forget to check that out. You might also find that as you are going through this whole process of chunking and categorizing your books, that there's a book or two that you had originally picked But now as you begin to notice themes or strategies that you want to cover, those books don't fit in to the rest of those categories. And that's okay too. Part of this process is also finding the books that you want to eliminate from your author study so that your author study doesn't start to trail off into a whole bunch of different things. Really find a focus that you want to cover with your author study or a couple focus points and stick to that. Don't go in every direction because then it just becomes confusing for your students as to what the purpose of the author study is. However, don't feel like you have to keep those books out completely. You can certainly create a basket in your classroom from those eliminated books so that your students can explore them on their own and keep the author study going even in their independent reading. If you need a springboard on some ways that you can organize your books, here are some ways that I have categorized and chunked books in my author studies in the past. You can organize and group your books based on common themes and topics. You can group them based on similar or reoccurring characters. Group them based on a specific skill that you want to teach, things like character development, types of conflicts, story elements, text features, comparing and contrasting. Find several books that you can use to teach the same skill or strategy. You might chunk books based on reading comprehension strategies. Maybe one book will help teach making connections while another book is great for visualizing. Chunk books based on the structure or the format of the story so that they can see it happening more than once in books by the same author. You can focus on illustrations. Find several books that have unique illustrations that you want students to to observe. Or chunk books based on the differentiated needs that your students need. For example, you can choose two or more books that will teach the same skill, but those books are on different reading levels so that you can still teach the same skill, but the students can apply it on a book that's best for their reading level. Okay, I feel like we just covered a whole lot. Let's take a deep breath and just quickly review the book selection process. Step one is going to be to research and get kind of a bird's eye view of all the books that you have to choose from or a huge selection of them at least. Step two is going to be read, read, read and just get a handle on the skills and the strategies and the topics that are included in the books that you've read so that you can then in step three begin chunking and categorizing the books that you're going to use. And you're going to do this all with that free resource over on the website, classroomnook.com forward slash podcast forward slash nine, where you can get it and get yourself organized and it helps make the whole thing a whole lot easier. 
Now, as promised, I'm going to give you a little backstage pass to how I put these three steps of research, read, and categorize into action in one of my own author studies that I did on Eve Bunting. Eve Bunting has written over 250 books, so there is obviously going to be a lot of narrowing down. Most of her books were picture books, but she's also written a fair amount of chapter books as well. And since my author study used picture books, I only focused on those and those picture books that were going to be best for students in grades three, four, and five. I first began my Google search, just as I said before, by typing in books by Eve Bunting. And then I chose the images tab and I looked at all of the different covers. Some of the books I had recognized right away, like her classics, like Fly Away Home and A Day's Work and The Wall, but I also realized that she had written way more than I had ever had guessed. So through reading a whole lot, I eliminated a whole lot and I ended up choosing 20 books. I first started with the book titles that I was familiar with reading through those. And then I chose other titles that looked interesting or the cover illustrations caught my eye or ones that had won an award. And I began creating notes on post-it notes. Now, I didn't have the sheet that I created for you when I did this for the first time. So I used a whole lot of post-it notes, which is a perfectly great process. But then you have all these post-it notes spread throughout different pages of different books. So it's nice to have it all on one page. But if you're a post-it note kind of planner, have at it. I also began creating different piles of books that I thought might work well together. And these were fluid piles so that as I read, you know, I would take one book out of here and I would put it into the other pile as different ideas came to mind. And after reading, I noticed that Eve Bunting had a lot of books that shared similar themes. I ended up choosing 20 books and dividing these books up into four common themes. So I went the theme route and I had to eliminate all the other books that didn't fit into those themes and I could put those books in another basket that students could read on their own. And here are the four themes that I came up with. The first theme was all about connecting cultures. She, she has written a lot of books about different cultures, so I created a theme around that. She's written a lot of books about hardships. So a second theme was about overcoming hardships. A third theme was all about making memories. She had a lot of books about memories that the characters were having. And then finally, the, the fourth theme was a look at American history because she had written um, several books that were about different time periods in American history. And I will link to the books that I put into each category, into each theme, in case you kind of want to see what books I've chosen and maybe even use them for your own. So I chose those four themes for my author study to kind of revolve around. Now, the first lesson of my actual author study was all about what a theme was so that students had that background knowledge before we began reading the different books within the different theme categories so that students had a very strong understanding and they were going to be able to identify the themes as we went through the author study. Now, of course, my instruction wasn't limited to only talking about themes. I was still able to weave in other skills and strategies within each theme as we went through the author study. So even though theme was our main focus and we kept coming back to the idea of theme, I didn't neglect to teach other skills and strategies alongside theme as well. So let's just take a look at one specific lesson to help give you a clear picture. I already mentioned that one of the themes that I had grouped books into was all about different cultures from around the world. 
And one of the books that fit into that theme was called One Green Apple. And if you've never read it, here's just a quick uh, summary about it. It's a story about a girl named Farah, and she comes from another country to live in America. And she doesn't speak English. She dresses differently, and she's just having a hard time fitting into her new English-speaking school and the classmates there. And the story goes on to tell about how Farah feels alone in her new world until one day they go on a field trip with their class. And she starts to make connections and realizes that she's not all that different and she starts to feel like she belongs. So as we read the story, the students focused on the theme, of course, about different cultures coming together and connecting. But then we also were able to focus on character analysis and development. And the students were able to identify how Farah, the main character, changes and develops as the story goes on. And they completed an activity on her character analysis. We always came back to the idea of themes being found in the books that we read, but we were also able to focus on target skills and strategies in each book too. While we were still on the theme of connecting cultures, we also did another lesson where I divided students into small groups and assigned each group one of two books. The first book was called Moonstick and the second book was called Cheyenne Again. And both books were within that connecting cultures theme but they were on different reading levels. So it really made it easy for me to differentiate my instruction here. So they got with their small group and they read the book together and then they came back together at the end and completed the same project about their assigned book and then they shared it with a student who had read the other book. And this was just one of the ways that I was able to get through so many books in our author study. So hopefully that gives you kind of an idea of how I organized my author study all around themes. And yours doesn't have to be around themes, but that just gives you one example of how you might organize your books and group them into categories. We covered a lot in this episode, so I hope that you found it valuable and it gives you some guidelines on how to get started once you begin choosing books for your author study. And remember, you can check out all of the show notes about everything that we discussed today, along with that free planning resource that I have for you to help you organize and group and categorize your books. It's all on the website for this episode at classroomnook.com forward slash podcast forward slash nine. I hope that you guys have a wonderful day. I can't wait to talk next week all about formatting and differentiating your author study in your classroom to make it perfect for your students. And if you haven't already done so, please take a moment and review and rate this podcast so that other teachers like you can find us and be a part of our community. All right, guys, have a wonderful day. Take care.